0: Talk Radio's red-headed stepchild. Solace Radio. Here we go where no
1: talk radio has gone before.
0: As we uh, continue the study in the book of
1: Daniel, we have arrived at chapter 5, when the heir apparent to the throne of the kingdom of Babylon, a guy by the name of Belshazzar, the king, He is now making himself challenging the God of the universe. It is like one would think that uh, a person has enough wisdom to learn from
0: the deeds and the mistakes and the accomplishments of the generations that preceded him, like this guy. Of course, what happened in the previous chapter to his father, Nebuchadnezzar.
1: So, this guy decides to make a big party. We don't know why, but uh, parties were very common in the uh courts of the kings of of old. When we read, of
0: course, about a great old party in the court of King Ahashverosh, the uh, king that is mentioned uh, during the appearance in the Bible of Queen Esther, Hadassah. And the guy had a party that lasted six months, a hundred and eighty days long party with a lots of drinking a lots of debauchery and this is what happens in this in this ungodly uh ruling king's courts I mean it's just one party after another Well... They have thousands and thousands, if not, you know, millions of slaves and servants just catering to every need and every whim that they come
1: across. This guy was no different. So, we arrive at a an end of an era. As we have studied that uh, in the king of Nebuchadnezzar's dream that there were as Daniel interpreted four kingdoms at the big statue of the man that appeared with a head of gold and the breast
0: of and arms of silver with um and then thighs of bronze, and then the legs were of iron and clay mixed together. And of course, Daniel interpreted and he said that there will be four kingdoms. One is Babylonian kingdom, and after that, the second one, the one of silver, will be the Medo-Persian, and then the Greeks will come, and there are the bronze, And then later on, the iron is the Roman Empire mixed, the iron mixed with clay. So here we arrive at
1: the end of this first kingdom, first empire that ruled the earth. And it happened
0: to be this guy that nothing penetrated his numb skull, his thick head, as one would think that he have learned the lesson of his father. But apparently he didn't. So he throws a big party. The name of this message is the writing on the wall. Which is of course an idiom that many are using. Well, the handwriting is on the wall. So if you did
1: not know that, it came from chapter 5 of Daniel. So let's read through. Verse 1. And it says, The the king made a great feast, that is a party, for a thousand,
0: for a thousand of his lords. The lords, the word is for lords in Hebrew is for his, uh, a combination of his cabinet, of his senate, and the House of Representative, all those together. But it was me, it was especially for the important guys because he going to show how great he is and how important he is. And in Hebrew, in the in the Aramaic, it says he made a great party to Rav Reuven Hay. Rav Reuven Hay is the word that is used in the common modern Hebrew, and also in the ancient Hebrew, the root word is ravrevan, meaning the one, those that making him feel good and look good. There are those that in modern language called the brown nosers. They're the ones, oh, how great you are, my king. How wonderful are you are the great President, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Mr. King, Mr. President. Those are the ones that go around and make him feel good all
1: day long. It is the cheerleading party of his administration. If we haven't seen some of those, you know, turn into C-SPAN, and you can see a lot of those in our capital. I don't know why we send them there. It's a great waste of money.
0: Anyway, so these guys are having a great party and he said here, and he drank wine in the presence of the thousand. And that is his biggest, his first mistake. Not his biggest, but his first mistake that he sat and drank wine with the commoners. He sat and drank wine rather than in his privacy as it was the rule and it was the the uh, appropriate protocol of that time that the monarchs, the kings and the queens, will drink and eat on their own, in their own seclusion, and their own privacy. And here they find themselves, he find themselves actually showing off. And this is what it was. It was a great show-off party. And he sits and drinks in public. Now it says here, While he tasted the wine, Baal gave command to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in which uh, which had been in Jerusalem, that the king and his lords, his wife and his concubines might drink from them. Interestingly, that the Hebrew and the Aramaic says, Be'atzat in the advice of the wine. Let me say it again. While he was drinking, and obviously they were drinking a lot, and when you drink a lot, sometimes the alcohol will give you an advice, which you wake up the next morning to get regret greatly, But in this case, there was no next morning. And we will see to it. So the thing here, it is here, don't drink much, and don't listen to the advice of the wine as he did. And what the advice of the wine, he said, bring the vessels which have been taken from the house of the Lord in Jerusalem that my father brought from Jerusalem when he conquered that, so we can enjoy them. You can imagine that until that point, those sacred vessels, and I'm talking about the golden goblets, goblets that were there, goblets, right? That's the word. You know, the golden uh, uh, um, uh, cups that uh, were of service in the temple, in the holy temple of Jerusalem. And of course, they would bring other things as well, and there were great... um. um um, vessels which they will collect the blood and take water and pour it and so on and so forth they're like pitchers if you've seen them and i've seen them in jerusalem that they are uh been have been recasted and have been remade now for the third temple that will eventually be on uh hopefully soon in Jerusalem. And so they were all of pure gold and it was just absolutely magnificent. Like for example, like the menorah here, which is just an example, a replica of it, that we have here or the uh, ark of the covenant that we have a replica of so he said bring them and those are sacred vessels that were kept in storage for no one to touch and no one was touching that uh, them and i don't know why his father nebuchadnezzar did not but i am sure that after his amazing lesson when he turned into a wild beast that lived of the grass of the earth and the dew of the heavens, you know, he learned his lessons. Maybe that he used them, I don't know, nobody knows, but for, for sure he did not touch them after that moment when he came into the knowledge and uh, of the uh, God of heaven, of Adonai. So his son... Like learning nothing says bring them so we can drink from them together with the lord's meaning with his uh um um with his uh um, and members of the cabinet and and his concubines and his wife, and the Hebrew and, uh, and actually and also the Aramaic says that all this cheering, leading party of all this Rav Revon he, you know, all these guys that you know that they, that they, they cheer up the, the king there, and when he the Bible says in the original language the wives and the concubines, he looks at them and refers to them in a sexual manner. Meaning that there was a great all party. And I don't want to take the time to explain all that, but you can imagine what was taking place there. While they're having a great wine, a great party, and the women parading, and the, the concubine parading,
1: bring the vessels. Then they brought Verse 3, then they brought the gold vessels that have been
0: taken from the temple of the house of Elohim, which had been in Jerusalem, and the king, his lords, and his wife, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised, not only that they drank wine, and they praised the gods. Of gold, silver, and bronze and iron, wood and stone. Like what they
1: say in here, in your face, Adonai, in your face, God of heaven, you're gonna tell us what to do.
0: Oh, we're going to have a great old party. Remember, in the advice of the
1: wine, meaning he was completely drunk at that time.
0: But sure enough, he's going to sober very quickly, very soon. With what is about to take place here. But here, let's look here, and it's not on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you. From Deuteronomy 7 verse 9, it says, no, therefore." that the Lord, meaning Adonai, your Elohim, He is the Elohim. He is the Elohim, the faithful Elohim, which keeps covenant and mercy with those who love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations.
1: Listen, here is a promise to us. To all of us,
0: and all those that believe and love the Lord, that He keeps His love and mercy and covenant to a thousand generations. You do the math. If you say that the generation is 40 years... Time thousand, forty thousand. Some say it's seventy years. Again, time a thousand, times a thousand, seventy thousand years. Okay? And I'm not, uh, an evolutionist and I don't believe in millions or billions of years. I believe that the earth is very, very young and not only that, that this is just to blow your mind to how awesome and vast and infinite God is. And he says this, and those that say that it is a hundred years for a generation. No, I give you a little bit more. It may be a hundred thousand years if you want to. But then he continues and he says, and, verse 10, repays those who hate him. See, there is action and reaction. Those that love him, he keeps his covenant for a thousand generations. Those that hate him, he repays to their face. To destroy them, he will not be slack to him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. The Hebrew says here, not that he is not slack. He is not going to delay Meaning it's going to be instantaneously. You come against my against my face, meaning as they say, in your face. Somebody gets in your face. I don't know about you, but somebody gets in your in my face, they get boom. Just like that. Don't get in my face. You know, and I don't delay. I don't get into altercations. Don't get me wrong. I'm a peaceful man. But I was a military in the military also, in the Israeli IDF, and I've learned a few things. Don't get in anybody's face. That's the message. Let alone God's face. So he's telling God, I am in your face now. Okay. God takes the man at his word. You tell God something. Okay. It's what you ask. It's what you get. You knock, it's going to open. You know, you get in God's face, something's going to happen to you. Right and without delay. Let's see it. Let's see what happens. And then we continue here. And it says, verse um, verse five. And he says, he in the same hour. <laughs> the same hour? No. The Hebrews say, and they. I'm gonna make immediately. Babashah. Incredible. Within a short period of time, meaning almost instantaneously. The fingers of a man's hands appear and wrote opposite the, the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. It says it, it was opposite the lampstand. no, the, 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 the word in again in the Hebrew, and it says the chandelier. That's the word "nivreshet nivrashtahi, nivreshet in Hebrew. It says it is you know there's probably a grand chandelier in the middle of this great room, and if you have been in some of those palaces like in Europe and this uh, uh, or even at uh, uh, Vanderbilt uh, mansion, you know there's a couple of those mansions or at uh uh what's his name here uh Hearst Castle, one of those, you know, like in the middle of the great room, usually there's a great chandelier. And you can imagine the kings and all his guys are sitting and they're watching some sort of a a play or a show or a display of debauchery. Who knows? And then the hands appears
1: opposite. You know why? Opposite the chandelier. So there's good lighting on it. So, he
0: would not miss it, nor he, nor anybody else that's in the room would miss that moment. You know, God is not going to miss the opportunity, and he's going to make it so obvious and vivid that no one will miss it. Don't get in my face. That's what he's
1: saying. So, and then the king's countenance changed. The king's countenance changed
0: and his thoughts troubled him so the joints of his hips were loosened and the knees knocked against one another. I love it how, you know, in the Hebrew, in, 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 the Aramaic, how it says that Hamelech Zivon Ishtana, like he had some, you know, some of those cultures that they, God forbid, will see a sunlight. So his, his face probably was just like a porcelain white. A lot of those monarchies will never get in the sun. And there are some cultures until today, I know some of the uh, uh, Chinese and some of the European monarchies will never get in the sun. And it looks like porcelain white. And you can imagine that he, porcelain white, and he says, He had some good look upon him, and all of a sudden he turned green. And not only that he turned green, he says here in, you know, that the joints of his hips, I don't know about it, I would have translated it to this, that the
1: ties of his bowels were loosened. And something went down his pants. And he was in
0: immediate need of a diaper change. (laughs) He had no control of his innards. That's what
1: the Hebrew and the Aramaic tells us, that he was in immediate need of a pants change. And his knees went like this. (sighs) Oh, Oh my God. You know? No toilet papers. The king cried aloud to bring the Indian astrologers. The Chaldeans and and the soothsayers,
0: the king spoke, saying to, to the wise man that the wise man of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me the interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler of the kingdom. In the kingdom. Hooray! Meaning, listen, this is really, really, really serious. Let me tell you that. I am number one. My mama is number two because she's the queen. And whoever gives me this incredible
1: form of interpretation that serves as a toilet paper will be a third in the kingdom. Wow. I mean, that's a great challenge, right? Well, let's see.
0: Now all the kings, wise men came, but they could not read the writing or make them known to, make known to the king its interpretation. Not only that they couldn't interpret it, they couldn't even
1: read and understand that. It was in such an amazing code. It was written in a coded, God
0: coded the message. You know that the army, when when you use uh, a certain communication, sometimes at the highest level, you know, you send it in an encrypted matter. And even now, we see that on the internet, that some of the sites, when you pay on it uh, online, it gets to a garbled encrypted message that's been transmitted to the other side. This is how this message came on the wall in an encrypted manner. So no one could not even not even read it, let alone interpret that. Now You think about the size of the kingdom. The size of the kingdom is vast. It was greater than the size of the U.S. Think about it. And this is just part of it. They don't even show, you know, as it says, Middle Persian Empire. They don't show the Arabian Peninsula, which is Saudi Arabia today. And it doesn't show Ethiopia. Because the Bible specifically says that eventually he, uh, when uh, Hashverosh that took over the the uh, Babylonian Empire, when the Medo Persians came, they took over everything, and it was all the way from Hodu at Kush, from India to Ethiopia, and here they they missed it, but here you can see it, you know, even. Uh, closer here, where on the side, and I can understand that when you look at this uh, old map, and it says on the right side about two o'clock, it says Hindu Kush. Why did they say Hindu Kush over there? Meaning that he will get the third of this vast kingdom. That's a lot. But let me just side note here that how the Anglo's or the white men when arrived in Asia, okay, when when the uh, uh, British. And the white men arrived in Asia as much as they made the mistake here and called the Indians or the American, uh, 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 Native Americans, they called them Indians. Which had nothing to do with India, but they thought that they were in India. And so the same thing when they arrived in India, and John will correct me if I'm wrong, but there are a couple tribes there in in, in uh, uh northern west, northwest, and northeast of India that they are so dark they're darker than some tribes in Africa. Because the darkest people are not in Africa, they're actually in India. Is that correct? They are way out there in the north, right? And so when they came in, they call it Hindu Kush. Why Kush? Because the word Kush or Kushi in Hebrew is a black man. So they call it Hindu Kush. Another great mistake of the white man when arrived in the, in the ancient world. But that's alright. We will continue here. Just a side note about the um, the kingdom here. Okay, verse 9. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled, his countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. You know, his countenance changed, he turned from white to
1: green to deep green. He was really, really messed up, and totally drunk.
0: And now he's sobering up. And all his lords, all those cheerleading party, Yeah, hail the king, hail the king. They were not astonished. The Hebrews say, nevochim, which the root word is bochim, which means they were crying, wailing. They were crying out. They don't know what's going on. There's a great commotion. You think about it, a party goes on, and there's all of a sudden a sigh, quiet ah and then great wailing and commotion and crying and so on and so forth that all that that the queen the mother
1: the queen mother was not part of the party why because this son in accordance with um um second one second in accordance with the book of
0: Second kings 25:27, when I know some historians said that there was somebody else, but I choose to believe that, as the Bible says, that this was the son of Nebuchadnezzar and not somebody else, because Daniel actually refers to him as the son of Nebuchadnezzar, that eventually came and destroyed Jerusalem, and the son did that on behalf of his father, and it was accredited to his father, as many times it happens. And his name there appears as Evil Merodach. Or in English they call it Evil Merodach. But it's not evil,
1: Evil, that's a different word. Evil means dumb, stupid. And Merodach is rebellious, so he was a rebellious fool, that was
0: the nickname of this guy, Belchata, he was a rebellious fool, and you can imagine, he's grown up, and, and he is the prince, the heir to the throne of the greatest empire on the face of the earth, and he is one spoiled brat, to the point is that, and and obviously not much up here, you know. It's one brick uh, short of a load, they say, and some, and we say not the the brightest candle in the menorah, you know. So he wasn't one of those. So this guy is a rebellious fool. So the queen, after the lesson that King Nebuchadnezzar obviously uh, 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 learned from from. Uh, the Lord, she just stayed away from this. Obviously, she had much more respect for the Lord and Daniel and his friends. So here, she hears all these commotions going on and the Queen, because of the words of the kings, the King and
1: his lords came to the banquet hall, the, king, the Queen spoke saying, Oh King, She said, oh king, live forever. Do not let
0: your thought trouble you, nor let your countenance change. You know, the mama comes in. What's the matter, son? However rebellious, however fool he was, you know, still a mama's heart is a mama's heart. You can't change it. At the time of trouble, mama comes in. What's wrong, my boy?
1: What's happening to you? Tell me. Don't let your countenance, now come on, you know, why are you so green? Didn't I tell
0: you how to go to the toilet, while your pants are all messed up? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't let your countenance change. But immediately she goes and she says, Therein, There is a man in your kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy Elohim in whom is the spirit of holy Elohim, and in the days of your father, light, understanding, and wisdom, like the wisdom of Elohim were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, she is re. Uh, 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 um, Iterating here, you know, twice about your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldean, and all the
1: soothsayers. Meaning, she said, listen here, there is a man here, and he is a man that has light. When she said that in him you find light and understanding, he
0: had the word here, He'ara. He had as very, very special. This is where the word aura comes from. He has a special aura about him. You know, this is why when you see, you know, the pagan painting and paintings and they put like a halo over somebody, you don't see it, but you feel it with somebody which is filled with the spirit of the living God. Walks into a place, you feel that there is a godly man or a woman. So she said, he has a certain aura about him. He said, not only the certain aura, but it is the light and
1: spirit of the living God. And he has understanding and wisdom that your father made him the chief. Like, wait a minute. Didn't this boy know all that? Didn't he witness some of it? Was he uh, oblivious to the fact that
0: his dad was like an ox of the field, like a, a beast in the field for seven years? I don't know. All I know is that no matter what, this foolish, rebellious king did not pay attention. Did not learn the lesson. Whether he was aware of it or not. Maybe he was just partying. When you have all kinds of things available to you. I mean look at the. Just look for a little glimpse. You know look at the uh, British monarchy. You get a little bit of idea what's going on. But then
1: she says. And she continues verse 12. In so much. In so much. As an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas. Explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel whom the king named, the king named
0: Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will give you the
1: interpretation. She had no problem relating all this. She had full confidence in
0: Daniel. Not only that, that she, the enigmas here, it says here, he can even undo plots because the word for enigma is to make plots. As the English, as the, um uh, during World War II, the Germans have... uh created the most amazing uh this um, um, uh, uh, machine that uh, could uh send messages that are all encrypted and it was really really hard for the uh, uh, British or for the Allies to to break down the code until, uh, first there was the Polish uh, armies, there were some Polish Jews there in the uh, Polish armies that were able to decipher some of the messages that came across through the Germans' high command in the Enigma machine until one was caught actually by uh, uh, the British Navy at the North Sea where they managed to capture one live Enigma machine. And, and uh, there was a, a movie made about it uh, as well. So Enigma was something which is really hard to decipher. And here she says, listen, this Daniel can undo that thickest
1: plot. And he can explain it to you. So it seems like that she's getting through to the, to her son,
0: the rebellious fool, evil Merodach, and then calls Daniel. And he says here, now Daniel, then Daniel was brought before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel,
1: are you that Daniel who is one of the
0: captives of Judah? whom my father the king brought from Judah. I mean, let me read it this way. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel that is one of the captives of Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah?
1: You can read it this way. Or you can read it this way. Are you that Daniel? The one who is one of the captives from Judah, he's a put down, he's putting
0: Daniel down. As he, Daniel comes in, in the Hebrew, he says, like, you are that Jew? Because this is what it says in the, in the Hebrew and Aramaic. Are you that Jew? Whom my father brought you? You're nothing but a slave. You're a Jewish slave. You're nothing. Why? Because he's a fool and he's a rebel. And he decided to go against God, and
1: he says, "In your face, God Now and he says here, "I have heard of you, that the spirit of Elohim is in you, and that delight
0: and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you." He's repeating. What his mom said. Like, see mom, I'm a good boy. I'm actually listening to you. I just wanted to verify that this is the same guy. Although he'd been so sarcastic. This is what you call uh, uh, a smart aleck sarcasm. You know, and sarcasm has a way to tear right through you. You know, sarcastic humor, humor. And this is the way he's using it. Oh, I you that, Daniel. <laughs> but you see, Mom, I'm repeating what you, what you just said.
1: I'm a good boy. I'm not that rebellious, although I just had my pants changed. That's okay. Like, tell me something, Mr. King. Didn't you hear about Daniel? Didn't you know about this man
0: that saved your dad from being totally obliterated?
1: Haven't you heard about the history of the Jews? What kind of moron are you? And the
0: moron, according to Webster, means an uneducated, unlearned man. It's not a derogatory word, but what kind of, of stupid guy are you? It's the same thing that we see in Exodus, and it says, and there arose a Pharaoh whom did not know Joseph. You kidding me? There was not one person in the entire royal court of Egypt that did not know about Joseph. It's part of the history. It is like there was be a... a uh, a president that doesn't know anything about George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln. Come on. Is that possible? It's totally impossible. Although we see some evidence of it, you know, sometimes uh, 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 on the news. That there are people like that, unfortunately. But I think it is a choice. It's a matter of choice that he decided not to because of his rebellious nature.
1: Now, he says here, verse 15, sorry, verse 15, and he says here, Now the wise men, the
0: astrologers, have been brought before me that they should read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they could not give the interpretation of the thing. Apparently it is
1: a thing there. That's a very, very serious thing on the wall. And I have heard of you. Oh, now he heard of him. That you can give interpretations and explain
0: enigmas. Again, explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me the interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be a third ruler in the kingdom. He heard of him. Yeah, he just, I just heard of you from my mom, you know, that you can do that. He's not admitting that he heard of him in the past, but just recently. I think that what we're going to do is we're going to split that in two
1: because I see the time, but here it is. I'm going to close with that. Daniel, I love this man. I love this man. I pray to God to be So humble as Daniel. Because he really, really had a humble spirit about him. But he was incredibly bold. He had, as we call sometimes, the chutzpah in him. To stand and say what is true
0: and what is right. And I pray to God to give me that. Boldness to continue
1: to do this until the day that he decides to take me. And he not only humble, not only bold, but he's honest. He's honest guy. And he's just amazing. And not only that he's bold and honest, and humble, but he has a lot of wisdom. Boy, you see why I'm praying that? Because I need a lot of wisdom. You need a lot of wisdom. To live
0: during the life which we live, during the days which we are living in right now, you need a lot of wisdom.
1: The world wisdom amounts to double zero. In some countries that means double zero when you look for the restrooms. It doesn't say
0: restrooms, but double zero. So the world wisdom amounts to the stuff that is in the restroom. Double zero. The wisdom comes from the word of God and from it alone. And the more time that you spend in it, the more that you be under God's judgment, under God's chastisement, better you are. King David even said, Lord, let me be under your chastisement rather than be under
1: the hand of man. Yes. Look what is happening around us. All around
0: us. If you haven't noticed just in the last few days, I mean the European empire, the EU is crumbling. I mean the world economic system is falling apart before us. Just a couple of days ago they just announced, and this is another chain in, in the uh, another link in the chain, you know, which is coming a part of the economic world, economic uh, uh, um, uh, world economy, and especially in the U.S., that you know, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan uh, just squander a few billion dollars. You know, that's not that big of a deal. You know, just few here, few there, few here, few there. Before long, it becomes trillions of dollars. And the European have nothing. And as we speak, the meeting right now came David. All those G8, or whatever you want to call them. And they want to rely on their own wisdom to save the world. The world is not going to be saved by man's wisdom. It's going to be saved by the Prince of Peace. It's going to be saved by the, by, by the Messiah. And his name is Yeshua.
1: And this is the answer to the world's problem. And this is where power, wisdom, and everything comes from.
0: From the hand of Adonai. So here is Daniel. Here is a voice in the wilderness. And maybe this is what we do in here. We're small, but we're fierce. We're small, but we're powerful. But because we're small and powerful, because we're small and we make the truth known, and now we've gone on the airwaves and we're going to go even more. But then we need to be together to pray for one another, to protect one another, to ask the Lord to give us, you know, The strength and the stamina to be standing, because that's what it is. And let me tell you something, the enemy will come after your leaders. He will come after me, after Lynette, and after the people here that stands. And the minute he gets down the leader, down to the ground, there goes the congregation, there goes the word, there goes the the voice that goes out in the name of God. So thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. But here comes Daniel. And I'm going to close with that. And he says here, that Daniel answered verse 17 and said before the king, let your gift
1: be yourself. Meaning, you know what? Keep it for yourself, man. Keep it for yourself. And your rewards give to others. Meaning, <laughs> it's so amazing. The, the word in...
0: In the Aramaic is even stronger than the Hebrew. Mas'atcha in Hebrew. And Nivzeyutcha. Nivzey is meaning all your filthy bribes.
1: Keep your stuff and shove it. That's what he tells them. In blunt, plain Aramaic. Okay? And, and forgive me, I'm not being irreverent. I'm
0: just interpreting what this man of God said, you know, like we bring it today. You know, your filthy bribes, you can keep it for yourself. And those that, you know, the cheerleader party, you know
1: what? It means nothing to me. But, yet, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. That's my job. I'm going to do that. You want to put me down? Yes, I am that slave Jew. Yehudi. Yes. You can keep all this stuff for yourself. But I'm going to make the interpretation and the word known. Oh, king. The most high Elohim gave you... Devochad your father, a kingdom and majesty
0: and glory and honor. This is the closing. He said, listen, you're going to learn a lesson here, but I'm going to start by recalling what Adonai has done.
1: And what he's saying here, and we're going to read that next week, the
0: rest of it, he's given him a lesson. And some of those rebellious fools. And some of us sometimes are rebellious fools.
1: I am not excluded of being one of them. Jewel, don't laugh. (laughs) Because you go right beside me.
0: (laughs) We're two peas in a pod, as they say. But you know what? I'd rather be fool for Adonai than be a maverick, magic guy for the world. All my friends, my family, think that I am the foolish guy. And let you be that one. And see Adonai, the Lord Yeshua, make his name known to you and his spirit in you. And see his salvation on a daily basis. And this is where Daniel was. He was relegated into somewhere away from the palace. And sometimes you and I
1: will be there. Away in a dark room. But then the spirit of Adonai keeps on
0: shining. Let your light shine of Adonai let the light of Adonai of Messiah shine through you that others may see that may God bless you and have a wonderful week You're listening to Solace Radio Monte Vista, Colorado. If you like the
1: programming you hear on Solace Radio, please become a partner with us and donate any amount you'd like. Sure appreciated it. and it helps us to reach more and more people around the world with this
0: great message of hope. Thank you for listening to Solace Radio. Now, back to our program.